Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. You know what? It is officially summer. It is because we are in my apartment in Hollywood and we are sweating balls. Yes. Little do you know that when you're listening to your favorite podcasters, right around now until another three months, they will be sweating up a storm because we have to turn off our air conditioners for the sound. Yeah. Even in the most luxury of luxury yes. apartments, they yep. have, it has to go off. Yes. And you know, Hollywood, uh, most of the buildings here were built in the 1930s. That means no insulation. Nope. Means no central air. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get some good crown molding and some high ceilings, but sure. that's about it. Yeah. There's yeah. some beautiful ar- architecture going on, <laughs> but not much of a nice, cool temperature for the bod. No. Certainly not. So it, here we are. So here we are. We might be complaining about it for the next couple of months, but you know. It is a sacrifice you make for that, all of you. For does you. anybody work at like a WeWork that wants to host us? Host us? Please, or like any sort of a, please, an office Lord. chair that yes. we could have a. Recording studio or not? Just throwing that out there. Um, Billy, do we want to go into our day? I know yes, that do. you had a lot of issues trying to find a decent day to talk about. I, I did, but then I went back because you reminded me of something as you were looking, and I went back to an old standard. July 1st, 1863 was the first day of the Battle of Gettysburg. Mm. Now, the Battle of Gettysburg actually lasted three days. The first day was on the Battle of Seminary Hill, and that was kind of like on the outskirts of town. Then they went through into the city, and that was day two was the big day. That was the Battle of Little Round Top when there was a bayonet charge. These mm. guys charged down the mountain because they were out of ammunition, very heroic, etc. And then day three was Pickett's Charge, which was otherwise known as the high watermark of the Confederacy. That's considered the the time that the Confederates got as north as they could before they were driven back. That is what happened. By the way, 46,000 casualties uh, and uh, between 46,000 and 51,000 casualties, nearly one third of all total troops that engaged were injured or died. Damn. Well, that is a dark day if we've ever had one. Quite a dark day. But But the Union won though, so. And yep. the union was not doing good at the time. So this was also considered kind of like the 
little bit of a turning point. But sure. they probably could have ended the war, but Meade just sat there and didn't actually attack the Confederates. And then the war let, went on for another two freaking years. This feels like an excuse for you to talk about history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where we're, we're losing the true crime. We're, my... we're going into like we're war. going into deep civil war history. By the way, have you guys seen my hat? Is my hat anywhere? Have you seen my hat? No. Your paperboy hat? They've mm-hmm. all been burned. Which, by the way, we're going to go into On the Stand on a second, but so many people were asking you to put your hat on the stand. Yeah. Well, so. you know what? I think that's going to be a, a t- that's more of a tentpole event. Yes. I'm going to have to have. Literally, the Catholic supply store killer was wearing one, Billy. You need to just know when you've called. Throw in no. the hat, man. No. Throw in the hat. Right down I, the drain. I do think, I mean, maybe you save it up for our first live show. That that, that that is the be, moment yes. that we're really debating the hat, and we can have audience participation. I think everybody in and the audience. And you symbolically throw it into the fire, which is actually the audience. Yes. And then somebody gets to wear the trophy of Billy's head home, <laughs> and then never to be seen again. It's like it's like almost it's next best to scalping Billy and mm-hmm. taking his hair home. I wonder what like depending on the firstie that catches the hat, they'll either burn it or worship it. I think they become the queen of the podcast or king. Yes, like I think whoever gets the hat, they we they answer to, to them. No, they, yeah, <laughs> we they, answer they, to they're, them. They're they, our boss now. They yeah. Ha- yeah, it's like catching the bouquet. They have to start a podcast then. Okay, and they have to do it every week for oh. the next five years. Oh my god, maybe that's how we decide our first podcast on the first degree. On network. The first degree network. That is yes. not a bad idea. Like, I, the, like, and you know what? We it doesn't even have to, it to someone. It doesn't even have to be true crime. It's whatever they whatever they are into. If they're into knitting, go for it. So honestly, though, this is a, a legally binding contract. Mm-hmm. You don't catch that dirty hat unless you <laughs> want a weekly podcast. Nobody ever called it dirty. No, not dirty. Like there's Billy, filth on it. Like dirty, the connotation. But okay. also, Billy, I see. Like you walked in today with a very sweaty head. I can only imagine how dirty it would be if the hat was also on it. All right, but but I will sopping say this. that wool hat, <laughs> sopping up all your your salty sweat. <laughs> it probably has like the salt stains all over it and shit. And I know Billy wears that hat when he's hungover and doesn't wash his hair. So that is a grease stained Jensen hat. Sick. There's so much DNA just seeping into that you wool. Could Plant it at a crime scene when you throw it at you, but just go put it like <laughs> be like a siren chaser and go throw it at the scene of a crime. Yeah. All right. Well, all, all good ideas, guys. I, I'm really I'm glad that we're flushing this out like in real time because yeah. it's good. It, now it has to happen. It's Feels on the great. record. Feels great. Okay. Well, uh, next up, we've got some bitching to do. So much bitching. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead guilty or not guilty? Okay, so welcome to On The Stand. This is a segment of our podcast where we each bring something that might be a little bit controversial to the stand. We're either defending it or prosecuting it. And then at the end, the other two vote and we decide if it's a yes or a no, basically. Sure. So for On The Stand this week, and this has been a long time coming, I wanted to crowdsource from all of our firsties. I wanted to see what you wanted to see on The Stand because I know everybody has something. And right. not everybody has a podcast where they can bitch about something for 15 minutes. Also right. So we're going to take our favorites of your recommendations and we're going to put them on the sand. The most universally resonated with. Yes. You know. That we feel and they just like pull at the heartstrings. Right. You know. Well. They're the basic bitch on the stands, if you will. They're yes. the things that everybody wants to know about everybody before they get too involved. Whether it's a new friend or whether you're deciding whether or not to alienate a family member. <laughs> These are things you need to know about them. Exactly. Who wants to go first? Billy, let's I will go first. Go first. All right. So now this is coming from Sydney Brown. Okay. And it is the age-old question, 
are hot dogs a sandwich? Oh. Now, okay. we're going to do a little bit of a history lesson here. Okay. And it is because it's, it's important. Now, the sort of frankfurters have been around since the 13th century, okay, from Germany. Frankfurter? Yeah, frankfurter. Okay. Yes. Now, there was a German immigrant, and I'm reading this from Wikipedia, a German Im- immigrant named Feschwanger, mm. and... He is the one that actually decided to use a bun. And of course, like all good ideas, it was the lady in his life. Of course. This is the reason why. In 1880, and it was in St. Louis, Missouri, which we were just in. Mm -hmm. And so this is what this guy did. And this is an amazing story. Mm -hmm. He provided gloves to his customers so they could handle the sausages without burning their hands. Okay. He was losing money because the customers weren't returning the gloves. He was just like... Here's the sausage, here's the gloves, and then people would put on the gloves, eat the sausage, and then leave. With the gloves. And then he's like, can I have my gloves back? And he's like, they're they're like, they're gone, you know? Post-COVID, I want to die listening to this, (laughs) but go on. So, I don't know what kind of gloves they are. Are they like gardening gloves? I don't know. So he was losing money, and his wife suggested, you know what? How about a roll? Oh. How about put him in a roll? Okay. And he went, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Now, there is some debate about this, as you know. The National Hot Dog and Sausage Council said, no, it's not a sandwich. Not okay? a sandwich. But what, like, what is a sandwich definition? Wait. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jacqueline, wait. Okay. <laughs> Joey Chestnut, who's the hot dog champion. Mm-hmm. Joey Chestnut? Yes. That seems like a fake name. <laughs> now, Chestnut and another guy, a champion named Kobayashi, they both agree. They say... No. Not a sandwich. Not a sandwich. But the dictionary, Webster's Dictionary, says it is a sandwich. So who in history are you going to go to to fix this? Who is the most trusted judge that you would go to? Guy Fieri. No. Um, I'm going to go with my own instincts, which is what the sandwich ritual entails. A sandwich ritual is craving a fucking sandwich and going to a (laughs) deli or a sandwich shop and ordering a sandwich. There's no options with a hot dog. There's no... A hot dog ritual Mm. is like a ball game, a New York City street. Mm. A sandwich ritual differs from a hot dog ritual, and I think they are different. And the bread shape is different. Um, We're talking a sliced meat or like a a meat salad, like a tuna or a chicken or an egg. A hot dog is in a league of its own. We don't put sausages on sandwiches. See, I was looking when... uh, Who posted this? Uh, this was Sydney, I believe. Okay, Sydney when Brown. Sydney posted this, there was a, of course, because his hot dog a sandwich, it really sparks any debate. And there was a screenshot of this infograph type of a thing. And it was like the cube sandwich something. And it was describing basically how many parts of a cube are covered in bread and what that entails. Mm. So a sandwich is the top and the bottom of a cube. A taco mm-hmm. is two sides and the bottom. A calzone is all the whole Full cube coating. is covered. Mm-hmm. Sure. So is the question is, is a hot dog a taco? No, it's like a sling. <laughs> it's like your it's like your hot dog is a broken arm. Okay. And it's in a s- nice comfortable sling. All right, when I was asking you about the judge, <laughs> I will say that Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg actually weighed in on that. Wow. Okay. What'd she say? And she stated that a hot dog might be categorized to be a sandwich, but ultimately it comes down to the definition 
of a sandwich. She went on to acknowledge that a hot dog bun is a single roll that is not sliced all the way oh, through. not in two pieces. And in that way is similar to a submarine sandwich. So it's a Similar sandwich. to a taco, if you ask me. But mm-hmm. could that now be considered an open-faced sandwich that is just has curled edges? Which, by the way, I don't agree that an open-faced sandwich is a sandwich because that's something that you actually eat with a fork. No, it's like a torta. A... Well, that would be, yeah. <laughs> the, you don't say avocado toast is a sandwich. Yeah. So avocado toast is just toast with some shit on it. Yeah. Open-faced sandwich is more like a pizza. So I'm going to, all right, so I'm going to go ahead. I don't even, after all this, I really don't know how I feel. Just your personal preference. The sandwich ritual, I was really speaking to you. Yes. No, I would not classify that in the same, you're right. Like when do I get a hot dog? Literally only at a baseball game. Yes. Or like New York City street drunk or, or if I'm like at a beer garden, a nice bratwurst sort of a situation. But a sandwich is a curated, like it's like a a specific craving you have midday. Because Alexis for a sandwich, she thinks she's a conductor and she's just Mm. like, I'm going to use this element and this element and they're all going to come together into this one masterpiece. Yes. Yes. Now, a hot dog, some people do it, do, you know, can do it like that with a bunch of stuff, but I will say. You're limited. Not a sandwich. That's my final rule. I'm going to go. <laughs> Wait, so we're saying hot dogs, guilty. Yes. Of not, not, a not being a sandwich. Of not being a sandwich. I'm going to say guilty. I, I want a delicious roast turkey with a, there's a siren. It's this fine. is Hollywood friends. <laughs> um, I think a sandwich is in a league of its own. Mm. It's not a meat sleeve mm-hmm. like a hot dog is. <laughs> listen, but I, listen, I'm a all for hot dogs. A meat sleeve in a sling. I actually once. A baby w- arm in a sling is like a hot dog. Ew, that's Ugh. sickening. Well, I'm already grossed out by hot dogs to begin with. Yeah. I really power through eating them for the most part. But well, usually you've had three beers. And you love sandwiches. Yeah. That's how you know they're not the same. Yes. She Jacqueline loves sandwiches. But also, I'm not a big pork eater. So that's how... That's mm-hmm. beef hot dogs, too. Yeah, and there's they also... A, I like a veggie dog. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't like any of them. Honestly, meat sleeve, tubes. Mm. It's like a tube steak. Tube steak. I'm I good. once was walking past Fenway Park in Boston, and I actually bought tickets from a scalper for $5 so I can go inside and get a hot dog, and then I watched two innings, and then I left. But you got the experience, I right? Did. But. The and hot then, dog was part of the experience. And that was all That was all for telling this story. Not right a sandwich experience. Years later. But it was that not was a sandwich a... experience. No. Okay. All right. So we're okay. all saying guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Gavel. Jacqueline, what do you got? Okay. So my on the stand subject uh, came from Allison McLean. And this is something that I feel like I've talked about even on this podcast, but way back in the day. And that is wearing socks to bed. Now, I don't know why this is so controversial. It's controversial to me, and I don't even know why I feel this way, but I get skeeved out by anybody that wears socks to bed. I feel like it's a very weird move. My mother does it, but she also wears two pairs of sweatpants and two sweatshirts because she is always cold, and I don't understand that. But it's more the aspect of wearing socks to bed when you're not cold. Sure. Like you're wearing maybe like a, mm. like your, your briefs, if you're a man, like a brief and a sock and no shirt, or I don't know, like push it even further, like having sex with somebody and they're just wearing socks. Like yeah. that's how I, I kind of mm. correlate and tie all of those things together. Yeah. Sure. And it all just makes me feel very uneasy. All right. When it comes to socks, I will say this because when you keep socks on, especially throughout the day, there are going to be a little bit of dirt between your toes. Mm. 
sleeping with what? that Ooh. and you feeling don't bathe before bed and then put socks on no just in general no wait this is a ni- this is an interesting point yes. because i mean all of the shit that i have gotten from not scrubbing down my legs every time i go into the shower i bet some people that sleep with socks on s- haven't even washed their bodies no what no they have gone ho- gotten home from work or whatever. They keep their socks on and then they keep... That is yes. sickening. That- A level of sick I haven't even thought about. Wow. I didn't even know people did that, frankly, because I have to bathe before bed or I can't fall asleep. It's the only way my muscles relax enough. <laughs> so there's no way. There's no way. But would you ever- have you ever slept with socks on? I can barely sleep in this flesh prison as it is <laughs> without without drapings on it. No, I don't wear clothes to bed because I'm already fucking drowning in my own body. Yes. Of, yes. of fear and pain. All right. So I think we can I think we can call this one. Wait, I have I have my one of the most fucked up strange quotes, and I have talked about this on the podcast in the very beginning. I don't know why socks came up in the beginning of our podcast at some point. But this is why maybe why I correlate wearing socks to bed with serial killers because Ted Bundy had a sock obsession. Like he was, had like a fetish for socks. And I have a quote I would like to read. This is so a Bundy. This is so Bundy of him. This is so Bundy. He says, this is a little bit long, but stay with me. He says, one of my fondest dreams is to have all the underwear and socks I could ever conceivably use. It's one of my fantasies to be able to wear new socks every day. And I must admit, I have had three or four dozen socks all purchased on stolen credit cards. Even in Pensacola, I went to a shopping mall and bought some socks. I was buying socks everywhere. I've got a sock fetish. No question about it. I must have six or seven pairs right here with me in my cell. I'm very close to my feet. That's fucking gross. Right now, I'm lying on my back with my foot propped up on the bars and I'm studying my toes. For a good portion of the night, they're probably the most attractive feet you'll ever see. Socks are such a serious part of my life. They're so very important to me. They kept reading the list of socks all in court and I felt proud. Honestly, it didn't even begin to occur to me that people might wonder why I had all these socks. I just felt proud that I owned all those socks. Like a man who stands at the back of his ranch house and looks out over the range and sees all the cattle. I feel like socks are a euphemism for something else. Like Is he, he writing that to a, to a female fan? I don't know what this quote is from. Oh, it's in Hugh Ainsworth's book, Ted Bundy, Confessions with a Killer, Bundy himself said. First of all, the fact that he said like the Pensacola thing, that was when he had escaped prison prison, yeah. and had gone to Florida and he's going and stealing socks and, and buying socks with a, with also, a credit card. I feel like you're in prison, but... things get very small. Like, socks, no, but this was a, is, no, this is a, he was a free man obsessed with socks. This wasn't like, I'm in prison. I have nothing else to do. I'm going to start obsessing over socks. Like when he was out and about, he was stealing socks all over the place. And it didn't even, it wasn't a, didn't seem like a trophy thing. He wasn't stealing them from his victims. He was stealing them from the mall. New, brand new socks. You know, though, this guy also is obsessed with like bashing people's heads and stuff. Yeah. You know? So like. Anyone listening, if you're like, Bundy's sock obsession is my sock obsession, you should look inward and be like, what else yeah. am I obsessed with? And make just check yourself and make sure everything's mm-hmm. okay. Yes. You know? Because Bundy didn't have it all right and figured out. No. No, he didn't. <laughs> so when you're going to the mall and trying to steal some socks from Contempo Casual or something, just... Unless it's a thrill. Unless you've been working at your nine to five with no recognition. But see, this was obviously so uh, enough of a thrill for him that he is mentioning it. That like 
the thrill of stealing a sock. Well, since they took murder away, that's what he had to have. I guess so. That's, that's all he's got left to like fawn over. The socks. Okay. The last part of this quote, it says, the only time I began to have a little bout of sheepishness, <laughs> sheepishness, 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 was when I read about a white sock with a blue bar and a green stripe on the toe. Those are odor eaters. And Sounds that like Gucci. was getting too personal. <laughs> Sounds like that Gucci, those Gucci stripes. Buddy. Well, that's, that's green and red. But yeah. Oh, right. I mean, it's sorry. So anytime I think about somebody sleeping with socks on, I immediately think about this, this excerpt from this terrifying book. Right. Well, I think we all know that sleeping with socks on isn't good. It's guilty. Sorry, May Bannock. Guilty. Guilty. (laughs) Love you, May. Alexis. Okay. So on the stand for me today comes from one of our faves. Rachel Holmes, thank you, Rachel, for this, because she is imploring us to bring up one of the tried and true controversial subjects of our generation, pineapple on pizza, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to just go with this. It's one of my favorite types of pizza, and I know I'm going to get crucified for this, but in our early days of recording The First Degree, Mm -hmm. I would order this almost all the time from Lucifer's up the street. We would get a gluten-free crust. We would get... A pineapple pizza with shaved coconut uh, shavings and pineapple and I think some Canadian bacon or whatever, Mm -hmm. which we would pick off. We never really like that. We just like the coconut. We like the slightly sweet against the cheesiness. Yes. We're not big pork eaters, but here we are. Um, I know, I happen to know some history about it. I know that pineapple on pizza came from Canada Mm. Mm -hmm. and it was because like, I think Greek... Like diner, I think a Greek diner owner started it. Oh, interesting. Because okay. you know how they have those like Mod Podge food menus mm-hmm. where they have shit yeah, from all over everything. the world. Yes. Right. And I vaguely remember that. Uh, don't quote me on this. Um, I think, but I love it. I mean, who doesn't like a savory sweet? We talk all the time. Lots of people. <laughs> you hear that people love like dipping French fries in in McDonald's shakes and mm-hmm. and having like salted caramel. There's something mm. to it. And pineapple, I just think. Every time I eat a piece of pineapple, I I look at whoever I'm with and say, can you believe this comes from the earth? Like, it tastes so good. Pineapple is delicious. And with cheese and bread and a shaved toasted coconut shaving, like, what is not to like? When have there been coconut shavings on this pizza? Always. No. I don't remember. Always. I've never had a pineapple. We have ingested a lot of that pizza here, and you are sneaking coconut. We've literally never not had a coconut shaving on that pizza. I'm just thinking. very finely shredded. I think a pineapple pizza in general does not have a coconut shaving on it. This one does. That brings it to a whole new level of controversial. Depravity. So when you were describing it, it uh, and I was thinking about the actual elements of a pineapple pizza, it is kind of bizarre yes. because when would you ever pair pineapple with cheese mm. in any I other don't know, setting? People on TikTok are putting mustard on watermelon. That, that is true. <laughs> I mean, there are yeah, there are combinations we don't know that are delightful <laughs> yet, and I feel like pineapple on pizza. Listen, I love pineapple on pizza, and I'm gonna make it push it a step farther. I'm going to push it a step further, grammatically correct, and say that I prefer pineapple and mushroom pizza. I hate mushrooms. Pineapple mushroom pizza is delicious. It's a bizarre combo, but don't knock it until you try it. Well, I hate mushrooms in general, so I will not agree with you, but I bet you a person who likes mushrooms would. But what about also pineapple and green pepper? People seem to like that. Yeah. Mm, That does nothing for me. Green peppers, onions, and sausage. 
That's the Italian to me coming. You don't put in a hot dog on this pizza. <laughs> no, this is not a crossover a, right, episode. Right. It's, just like, it's so funny that you say like people are putting mustard on you know on TikTok. On TikTok. People, it's like I didn't do it. People, are, yeah, put people are putting toothpaste on guacamole in, they in TikTok. Are? I mean, no, people but can put they anything could. on anything. It's you TikTok. Know, people apparently like this mustard watermelon thing. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a pregnancy. Craving. I actually yeah. love mustard, so I'm a big mustard fan. Do you like pineapple on pizza? I can't remember if we forced will... you to eat this or no, 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 no. He I, eats it. I. He eats it. Mike, <laughs> I've seen Mikey him eat lights it. it. Yeah. No. <laughs> we, t- it, we tie if, him down and force I've seen him eating it for three years. If there's Canadian bacon or ham, mm. yes. Okay. I don't like see, I pick the ham off. I'm not mm. I mean, I don't I'm not a pork fan. Me I'm either. All, yeah. I'm all about it, but it's not when I think of pizza, like classic pizza, absolutely not. No. Well, it's definitely not but, classic pizza. That's why it's so controversial. Yes. It's everything that pizza hates. But you know what? Yes. I think you know what? We're evolving as a people and I think mm. it's beautiful. Oh, okay. So, okay, let's so vote. I'm saying pineapple pizza, not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Woo! This th- I'm gonna, never happens. I'm going to guess. Let's guess our percentages of this vote from all of our firsties. Oh, what do you I think, think it's going to be? Met with anger, anger, anger. Which the hot dog? I think all of it. I think. I, I think that's going to be a twenty percent in favor of pineapple on pizza. Don't leave us. This is just our. This is just, don't. We we don't Love have us. to have pineapple on pizza on our live show that Billy's gonna throw his hat out into. It's okay. Yeah, we'll have some pepperoni. Yeah, or cheese, or just <laughs> cheese is easy, or just hot dogs, whatever. <laughs> A sandwich shop, exactly. Okay, so we're done with that. We're right. done with that. Now we're gonna go into some true crime rewind. rewind. I say that. Oops, <laughs> I stole your thunder. Everybody loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. So it's going to take you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. I'm really feeling this because Lex and I both are really like into Gatsby stuff right now. So I am loving the vibe of this game. And you're going to step into the role as June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. It's perfect for all of the firsties out there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. And you can customize your very own luxuries estate island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Okay, so listen, we are busy ladies over here on the first degree. And when I have a moment of free time, I don't want to spend it grocery shopping. I want to spend it rotting on the couch and watching reality TV. And that is why I love Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstop is such a huge time saver. So Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So you can go on their website and use their filters to suit any of your lifestyle needs. If you're allergic to a certain ingredient, if you just don't want to have it in your life, that's why Thrive Market is so awesome. So whether you're looking for organic snacks for your kids or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. 
Netflix. I love this so much because I don't want to read every ingredient when I go to the grocery store. It's so easy to do it online, honestly, when I'm rotting on the couch. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash first for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash first. Thrivemarket.com slash first. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, no cooking, or cleanup needed. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Get started today and get after your goals. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. For me, I was really struggling to get enough protein. I always do. But Factor's meals are protein-packed, and they're so good. And it's so easy when I'm slammed busy working in the middle of the day to just have lunch right there, not needing to do anything, except heat it up. Head to factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 and use code DEGREE50 to get 50% off. That's code DEGREE50 at factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 to get 50% off. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today true crime yeah it's rewind time welcome everyone to true crime rewind and i want to talk about pandemic crimes Ooh. yes now you know crime actually dropped during our pandemic except for homicides and shootings. No big deal. So the the important ones and domestic steady. violence, yeah. Los Angeles reported a 40% increase in homicides. That's holy terrible. shit. Oakland 36%, San Francisco 17%. It, it was it was not good, okay? But that's not the crimes I want to talk about. I want to talk about crime from the 1918 pandemic. Oh, okay. And doing a search for this, I found this 23-year-old woman of, quote, marvelous gowns and haughty men. Hmm. And this is coming from Mental Floss, by the way. She was arrested at Chicago's LaSalle Hotel after a, a giant crime spree. Now, this woman, she was known as Julia Lyons or Marie Walker or Ruth Hicks, a bunch of different things. Now, they called her a rose-lipped, pearly-tooth, prouse gouger. A rose what? Lips. All right, that means pink lips, white teeth. Uh-huh. No, but what was the last and then thing a, you said? A pri- price gouger. Oh, now, price. You said because, house. I was like, what's a price you did, gouger? You didn't say price gouger. Okay. Though. All right. All right. So, all of these hospitals, because they needed a ton of people to work with the patients uh-huh. in 1918, so they weren't really doing background checks. She applies, and they probably they're didn't just even like, have be like a doctor. They're just like, and, and they're just like, okay, yes. Now this is what she would do. She would get it after getting a prescription filled. She'd charge her patient much more than the actual cost. 
So somebody got a dose of oxygen and it was supposed to cost $5. She charged $63, which was the, which was the, the same as charging $1,000 versus $85. Oh my God. Now they called her Flu Julia, which is what the Chicago Flu-Z? Tribune called her. <laughs> so, oh, like, or Influenza Julia. Yeah, yes. yes. Oh, wow. Flu Julia? Yeah. I oh. thought it was like Floozy Julia, probably also. <laughs> yeah. Now, it wasn't just that as well, because people knew her as a nurse around town, and there was a nine-year-old boy named Eddie Rogan, and said, my, my brother George is out of his head with an illness. And then this is what she said. Oh, let him rave. He's used to raving. And then George died. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So this is what, what she would do. and she But she couldn't evade capture forever. Eventually, they got her. And they linked her to Eva Jacobs, who was, I love these quotes. She was, quote, another girl of the shady world. And they wiretapped the home of Suicide Best Davis. Who are these women? And, <laughs> Suicide and the, Davis. And, and these wow. amazing, ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I love another girl of the shady, shady world. world. Yes. That's like Alexis That's and I guys. lurking yes. around in that the underworld. Us. And it makes the tank seem like the worst, last, worst <laughs> nickname. Like, like, these are so poetic. Suicide Davis? Like, what? Yeah, these are great. All right, so they were eavesdropping, and they discovered that Lyons was going to marry a restaurant owner named Charlie, and they trailed Charlie, and then Charlie got, got to her, and then here, <laughs> Lyons said, the wedding's all bust up, you got me. And then they asked Charlie, and Charlie was just like, how long have you known this woman you, you were going to marry? And he's like, 10 days. Of course. That's all, that's all I knew. That's, that's all you that's, need. That's what used to what used Now to courtships then. are years deep, yeah, but yes. then 10 I'm, days. I feel like 10 days was probably normal back in the day, especially during the flu. Everybody was just Every, dying. Yes. We could yeah. be dead tomorrow. Let's get married <laughs> Let's right get married now, my right friend. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So 50, eventually she was uh, put on trial. 50 victims testified against her. She was just a really, really bad person. She escaped a bunch of times. Bad person. And she eventually tried to plead insanity. She got 10 years in prison. And nobody knows what happened to her after that. So that is the otherwise slick Julia Lyons or flu Julia, whatever you want to call her, one of the many con people of the 1918 flu pandemic. Wow. Wow. It takes a lot for somebody to, I mean, to con your way through a flu. Before there was technology. Yeah. Like how are... Like it in-person was... cons are so hard, so hard but to be a true sociopath. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but... obviously she was. Yeah. <laughs> but when you think about it, though, when you know that nobody can really look you up, it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Like, you were, we're like ghosts. Yeah, we just disappeared. Yeah, we were. We're living in a time that is so different from so, like in history, where people could do that. People would. Start a new life so easily. Start a new life. Pretend they were somebody else. Pretend they were somebody famous. Yeah. All the time. And nobody could do anything about it. There was no Google. It. There was no like national news coverage. No. There was the encyclopedia. Oh Barely. And, was, was and how very often limited. Which was really. How often were they updating that really? Which was really. Did the encyclopedia even have like people in it? All I remember yes. was looking up rainforests in the encyclopedia. Okay, it would have rainforest. That was a big species, you know, certain yeah, species. Certain That's what I'm saying. Species and but they would have people. Fauna, Abraham flora, Lincoln, yes, Kingdom Phylus genus. They had history and encyclopedias. Sure, yes, and, and people, yes, absolutely. But and then there would be they would actually sell. Tell, every, every, wait, tell us what they had back then. Okay, so this is what they had <laughs> back us, then. Tell us how you look up facts. Sorry, I'm like thinking about how 
fucking expensive it would be to buy like a round of encyclopedias. Because you remember how big those were. They'd take up a whole shelf. Let me tell you something. It was like hundreds of dollars. And then imagine some like new new news happening and then you have to buy another whole collection. Not to be a conspiracy theorist, but who is overseeing what was going in there? They were literally writing history. They were writing. They were determining truth. Well, that's, we, I mean, you think about United States history is not what history was. Everyone no. question everything. My my <laughs> father, when he ran away from home at 15, he came out right here to Hollywood. He sold encyclopedias door to door for two weeks. He sold one set. And, and the encyclopedias were free, but you would have to, you would be on the hook to buy the, the yearly update. And the yearly update oh. was like a yearbook that would be sent to you every year. That was basically the internet back then. Oh, so it's it only gives you updates, but then you still have all the old outdated. You have books. all the well, it's out. I mean, listen, ancient Rome. How much is going to be new there? I don't. Know, probably a lot. Sounds like a disaster. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's the way it used to be. Well, I feel enriched. Thank you for be- bequeathing your wisdom of the 1918s. Yes, I'm going to us. duff my hat right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well. Yes. So. You know what we're going to do next? What are we going to do? We're going to listen to the worst things that you people have done. That you've done? Because you're all the worst, and we're the worst also. So we're the right people to do You are the worst firsties, and we love you for it. Worsty firsties. Worsty firsties. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Hi, Duck. Alexis and Billy and sometimes Jerry. I really hope I'm calling the right number because if not, that's going to be really awkward. But anyway, I was listening to your podcast today, Killing Time, and you mentioned Nickelback. And I thought it was funny because I live in Vancouver and I'm going to tell you about a time that he came into my work. And I wouldn't say this is the absolute worst thing I've ever done because I've kind of done some shitty things in my life, but, you know, I'll share with those on other voicemails. But this one's pretty funny, and it's relevant to your story. So, anyway, I worked at the time in a restaurant, a pretty famous Canadian restaurant, and uh, Chad Kruger of Nickelback came in one night with his friends, and you know that song where he says, I'll have a quesadilla, like in his stupid voice. Well, he orders a quesadilla. It was funny anyway. But I didn't serve him that night, and he tipped the server $200, and the bill was only $100. So obviously the next time he came in, like I wanted to serve him. So he came in again, and I, lucky enough, got to serve him. And he was with this guy who was like probably like five foot two, and he was such a douchebag, and it was just a typical like, you know, um, I don't want to say groupie, but, like, entourage kind of guy, like a yes man that's in his crew, like, clearly sucking up to the lead singer of Nickelback. And this guy was just so rude to me, so rude to everybody, like, kind of was acting like, do you know who we are? And Chad was not acting like that at all. Um, He was a little high maintenance, so. So, anyway, I was like, whatever, I'm going to get a fat tip after this. So, I, I was putting up with it. And then... The bill comes, and the fucking short guy, I really hope I'm allowed to swear, oops, um, the short guy, he says, oh, no, Chad, I'll take care of the bill, and I was so pissed, and he tipped me $5, and the bill was, like, $250, so, like, he tipped me 2%. I was so angry, but anyway, we had this little tradition that we used to do when I worked there, and 
people could like um sign up for our like raffle to win the beer fridge or whatever it was that time sometimes it's like the red hockey light and so basically anytime we had a shitty customer we would take their raffle ticket with their email name and phone number and we like me and my other coworker would take that information and we would sign them up for all sorts of like annoying spam emails and like auctions and it was just a fun time okay listener who um had their close encounter with the Chad Kroger kind. I sense Chad Kroger. I sense your disappointment when the little obnoxious uh, tail. What is it? Coattail clinger. Yes. Was like, I'll cover it, bro. Like, I'm so. I so got you because you know Chad probably picks up all the like ten thousand dollar tabs. So look at this cheap two hundred dollar yeah, one. Yeah, tip yeah. Five dollars. Spamming them with emails isn't accurate rebellion i mean it's not even a bad thing to do um i'm gonna go back to the fact that how i i I, it blows my mind and anytime i'm speechless anytime that anybody tips less than 20 percent yeah i don't get it i mean that should be a baseline anybody that's listening if you're tipping less than 20 percent like you've got to change your shit and tip appropriately i'm just warning you you paying on a credit card they can post they can post your shit on Twitter. Do you want people to know that you're a cheap dick bag? There's no it, there's no worse thing that you can do. No. Ever. Well, especially on the heels of a year with restaurants killing, closed. Killing people. Well, other than that, tipping I'm, badly. We're talking manners. We're and talking I'm, basic yes. manners. And also, it's worse to tip the 5% or 2% or whatever he did than to not tip at all. That's that's a fuck you directly to your server. Like if your server messed up, and they're expecting no tip because they made a huge mistake. Whatever. But even so, it's hard I've, to be a I've literally server. never not tipped. That Ever. Even in the worst experience of my life, no. I still tip 20%. Because it's like, when they're I, there. I found a literal hairball in my avocado toast one time. Still 20%. Baseline. We found a hair in our sushi today. Today. And we I'm we still going to pro- leave a five-star review, but I'm also a pushover and a people pleaser. So five don't star. follow me. Okay. So back to the uh, the... Signing Chad Kroger's little dinky friend up for all these giveaways. Oh, we support it. Now, Alexis and I have done this before. Even worse, though, the Church of Scientology. The Church of Scientology. <laughs> I went on a really <laughs> shitty bad date. I'm actually writing about this whole story, and we're writing another book for Lady Gang, and I'm writing about this entire story, the saga with this piece of shit that I had dated. But the way that I got back at him was to sign him up for every email blast every phone texting yes. opportunity that you can get from the church of scientology yes because they don't forget they don't forget 10 years later you're decades in and they're mm-hmm. still at your door no, they literally have people that's their full-time job is to like contact people who've written their name down one once. T- yeah. one place one time you were thinking about it once mm-hmm. i did that to an ex sorry I-, I like you as a person i feel bad about this not really no you did worse but um i still think it's funny i do it again <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10, 10 felt good at the time. What do you think about this whole saga? You know what? Listen, it's so easy to unsubscribe to things. And I know that particularly with the Church of Scientology, they, they, are, they are incredibly persistent. Tenacious but it is. It's something that, um, you know what? I get it. You do? Yeah, I get it. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, <laughs> wow, we wanted like to mention so to too this Chad Kroger episode as a response to our killing time that we did a few weeks ago yes. with about music. And we yes. talked about Nickelback, like it's dad rock. Mm-hmm. And we were saying they're laughing all the way to the bank. And but it's listen, why Chad Kroger is tipping $200 on a $100 check. No, but listen, also, he seems like a decent person. Seems great. Because he doesn't have to tip uh, 200% on his mm. on his check, but he did. Because he has it. And because he's, he's like a decent guy. I mean, you hear all the time, all of these famous people that go out to eat and tip so shitty. I don't get it. I don't get it. But like, we're not fucking baller yacht rich and we still tip 20%. As any human should. If not, stay home and eat on your barbecue or your microwave or your hot plate, whatever you got. Whatever you got. Make those fucking hot dogs. Yes. Meat sleeves for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not sandwiches. Oh all right. Well, I think, are we just doing one or are we doing two? I don't know. Want to do another? Let's do another one. Feeling feisty? Yes. All right. Hi, Jack, Billy, and Lex Vicious. So the worst thing I've ever done, my dad had a classic car that he was absolutely obsessed with. He had had it since before I was even born. It was passed down to him from my grandmother. Um, all growing up, we were, like, not allowed to touch the car. Like, don't breathe on the car. Don't be anywhere near the car. So, years later, he was storing the car in my garage. And this is when I was in college. Um, and it was, like, a sorority house, kind of. Like, not really, but it was. We, we thought it was a sorority house. We pretended it was a sorority house. There was just, like, eight women living in this house. Um So I had been kind of edging on getting ready to hook up with this guy for like weeks and we were all out in the garage having a little get together away from the car. Everybody left and he and I were left um, by ourselves and it was kind of one of those moments where he kind of locked eyes and realized that it was just, it was on. (laughs) So it ended up being on my dad's prize possession classic car so not only did i get it on on top of the hood of the car that i was told my entire life not to touch we set the alarm off (laughs) and of course i can't let my dad know how we set the alarm off so said guy absolutely stark naked figured out how to disable the alarm but in doing so, he broke it. So the next day, it, ha- it happened to be a weekend. My dad came over to work on the car and was horrified to find that his alarm wasn't working and asked me, has anybody been in the garage? And I lied. I said, no, my gosh, I'm sorry. Maybe the battery. I don't know. Cars. Who who really knows? But who really knows is me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the worst thing I've ever done and I still think about it sometimes and every single time I think damn that was worth it (laughs) no regrets oh boy thank you for using Lex Vicious because it is so much sexier than the tank let me tell you (laughs) I love that she just came up with that from from nowhere basically no no, I said it last week oh you did I said it like three weeks ago and I was like uh, something Sid Vicious. I said that yeah. I wanted to be Lex oh. Vicious. So wow, I love right you for this, you anonymous angel. But holy shit. Also, I love the rebellion against your father. You go, girl. Yes, it's very much Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You I was literally just thinking of Ferris Bueller's Ray, Ray Day Ca- Off. With Cameron. Yes. And he won't let him touch the car. Yep. 
and she's just like, oh, you don't want me to touch the car? It's literally the worst thing that a daughter could do. Oh, my God. Is not only touch the car, but have sex with a guy on top of the car. I mean, she's lucky. I was waiting for the story to go into, like, they dented the hood or some shit, or they left, like, fingerprints all over the the front dashboard or something like that. I gotta like say, that. your dad is bold for leaving his car at a sorority. Yeah, at the, end of, a sorority house. at the end of the day, how much did he really like the car that he left it in a sorority? Well, you know what could have yeah. happened? Somebody could have had sex on that car with their period and left blood everywhere, like oh on the washing machine. Ooh. All right, well, there's our new merch. Well, just consider yourself <laughs> a good daughter then, because that didn't happen. <laughs> I, really, what are you expecting at that point? Like, as somebody to probably could have way more easily stolen the car. I'm just saying, you're the best daughter in the world because you also comfort his sweet, sweet mind by just saying this this poor, innocent, broken alarm. You didn't say, I... I, I blasphemized your car, your, <laughs> your generational heirloom. Exactly. With yeah. my, my devious he's got a, Yeah, he's got a 68 needs. Mustang that he loves. <laughs> and he's like, she would have ruined it. And ruined probably all cars for him forever. If forever. You said. Honestly, yeah. I think you did. You're everyone's you did, hero. You did right. You did right. You're everyone's you hero. You did the Lord's work. I love that so and much. And if you're listening, sir, it's going to be okay. Just close your eyes. He's not listening. Just just ride a bicycle to work from now on. You don't need cars. That's unicycle. A weekender car, by the way. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think it's time, Alexis. Oh, you mean, do you mean time for the Costanza stanza? The Costanza stanza. Let's just like. All right. So today's Costanza stanza is called George's Favorite Things. And it might be (laughs) in a tune you recognize. Oh. Ladies in dresses and salt on my pretzels. Festivus angels and women with freckles. Calling the jerk store, hanging up when it rings. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> when I'm not right. When failure stings. When I'm feeling sad. I recount some of George's favorite things. And then I don't feel so bad. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. You're welcome. How do you come up with this shit? Right. It's hard, but also effortless. effortless. <laughs> yeah. Every time you blow me the fuck away. Thank yeah. you. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>